Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Get Real, How to Live a More Authentic Life with Dr. Barry Weinhold. My name is Ben Barber. Dr. Barry, how are you today? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm feeling great. Awesome. Uh, the sun, the sun's another... out. It's getting warmer, and maybe summer uh, uh, is almost here. Hopefully. Uh, I love Hopefully. summers here. They're my best, my most favorite time of the year. And because uh, here at this altitude um, in Colorado Springs, I'm up about 6,500 feet above sea level. And so, you know, days are not as hot and nights are much cooler uh, with lower humidity. So uh, I'd love to be outside in the summer. Uh, I, I already have a, a whole lineup of outdoor concerts I want to go to. There's a couple of venues that have uh, uh, different groups every week that uh, play under the stars and uh, for uh, a, a small admission, you get to, to take a choice of which which band you want to hear tonight. They usually have two or three at the vent, one venue I go to, and then they also uh, throw in a drink if you want a beer, or a glass of wine, or a, cup, or a, a glass of lemonade. You could get that in with the admission fee. So I go there as much as I can. I've even cut back on my Better Help hours, so I have Wednesday nights free to do that. I love it. That's so cool. I see that you have another fun t-shirt on. Let's, yeah. uh, let's give it a go. And you can read it. Uh, I never dreamed that one day I'd become a grumpy old man, but here I am killing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes. Uh, you know, actually, I was usually, a, I, earlier on in my life, I was pretty introverted and, and shy and often didn't say what was on my mind for fear it might offend somebody or hurt somebody's feelings or something. I don't know. For whatever reason, I just didn't, didn't share much. And uh, as I've gotten older, I've uh, become sharing more and maybe I sound more like a grumpy old man, but I'm a pretty authentic grumpy old man. Now <laughs> I tell <laughs> people what I think. <laughs> so I love it. Um, so what uh, what we're talking about today is removing obstacles uh, from living to to living out of your authentic self. How do people remove the obstacles um, to live more out of their authentic self? Well, uh, I mean, as I said in the last episode, the first challenge is to know that you have an authentic self. And there's a lot of people who don't. And uh, they... Uh, uh, Sometimes their authentic self slips out by accident. I just saw this this thing. Maybe you saw it too. It was a, 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 a George W. Bush was giving this talk to a group, and he was telling them about how awful uh, Vladimir Putin is, and, and how awful Russia is, and how they 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 have no democratic processes, and they have all these people that allow this one person to have all this power. And, and he said, and one person can start a war like the war in Iraq, I mean, Ukraine. <laughs> and he told the truth. <laughs> he was authentic, even though it was by accident. <laughs> he was. And then he said, well, Iraq too. Yeah, right. Yeah, he did admit that, actually. He did. He did. That was pretty amazing. And that was a moment of truth that, um, that people have waited for almost 20 years. <laughs> to have, uh, have him say. And so uh, I, 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 I screamed with joy when I heard that one. <laughs> and so, I mean, uh, sometimes our authentic self slips out in kind of uncomfortable and 
often uh, unpleasant ways. Uh, I, I was at the symphony last night and I, uh, uh, they opened the symphony with uh, Mozart's 35th symphony that uh, apparently some rich dude paid him to write for him called the Hefner symphony named after the guy who paid him. Very nice and the orchestra did a great job with it, but it made me think about a, a joke uh, uh, about Mozart and uh, uh, Sam and Edna were, uh, Sam was a haberdasher. You know what a haberdasher is? Uh, somebody that does something with shoes? No, no, it's a tailor. Okay. Yeah. And so he lived in Brooklyn and his, he, he had a, a an uncle and who was a famous attorney, Abe. And uh, uh, actually, uh, Abe won his, uh, probably his biggest uh, court case, wearing one of the suits that Sam had made for him. And so he was very appreciative of Sam. And so when he died, he left Sam a great, Sam and Edna, a great deal of money in his will. And so uh, suddenly Sam and Edna get to be uh, uh, invited to gallery openings and to um, symphony uh, uh, performances. And uh, so they go to one at Lincoln Center, the New York Philharmonic is, is performing there. And there's a little cocktail party before the, the uh, uh, event starts, before the concert starts. And so wanting to try to act like they were part of the group that was there and knew what they were doing, they joined a group of about five or six people who were talking about the concert and some of the, one of the persons said, yeah, they're doing one of Mozart's pieces tonight. And Edna wanting to try to make sure that she was part of the group and, and, and was uh, keeping up with the conversation she said, oh, Mozart, she said, yes, I know him well. She said, in fact, I, I actually saw him this morning uh, getting on the number five bus to go to the beach. Just before he got on, he waved him to me. And, uh, Everyone's sort of silent about, oh, my goodness, how are they going to handle this? So somebody queen quickly changes the subject. But Sam is there. He didn't say anything, but he kind of tugs on Edna's sleeve and he motions her to come with him. And they go over in a corner and he says, now, Edna, you should not have opened your mouth and told him that. I mean, now people know how stupid you are. And if you just kept your mouth shut, you'd have been fine. But you you did it. You were, You tried to be authentic. And, it, and and you made a mistake. But I bet everybody at, that heard you talk about that knows that the number five bus doesn't go to the beach. So uh, he was trying to be authentic <laughs> and, and, and blew it. So anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, we sometimes do that. We, we sometimes make fools of ourselves uh, trying to to make up for something that we should have been learning how to do a long time ago, but when I work with my clients, yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, you just, yeah, 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 I do that. Do you have a story to tell about that? No, I have many stories to tell. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but they're all they're all there. Yeah, I, 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 I have to say I've done the same thing. I, I, I've said things and done things, and I thought, now why did I do that? And why should I say that? <laughs> and uh, uh, sometimes I'm, I'm I'm processing that for days <laughs> afterwards, if it turns out to be a, a very embarrassing situation. But uh, it's really uh, uh, as as 
I work with people doing this. I've kind of found a couple of ways that uh, that uh, help me help them get started with this process. So I'd like to share that with our audience. Absolutely. Uh, and I have them do a writing list called the two lists. And I don't know if you have a copy of that. Yeah, here it is. It's a self-awareness exercise that I ask them to do. And basically list one is to think back on your childhood or actually before the age of 18 and think about if there was something that you wish you'd have gotten more of during that time. Uh, uh, then that goes on list one and you make a list for your mother and your father or whoever was in those roles and maybe an aunt and uncle or grandfather or grandmother nowadays, but whoever's in those roles. And so you, uh, you make a list of the things you wanted but did not get. And, and kind of thinking, well, if I'd have gotten that, maybe my life as an adult would be a lot easier than it is. And so it's, it, it really is a, a kind of a, a list of the things that uh, the, the uh, I call them the, the neglect list, the things that we neglect, neglected to get enough of growing up. And everybody has some of those. I mean, I, I mentioned my one earlier in the other earlier episode about nobody in my family ever told me that they loved me. And very few people in my family ever hugged me as a child. And so that went on my list. And there were other things that that uh, I wished I'd have gotten from my parents more of, more, more, just more uh, being present with me. I, I felt even when they were in the same room with me, they were worrying about something else or somebody else, some other place, and they weren't present with me. And so it was really sometimes hard to be in that situation. Anyway, that's list one. And then list two is all the things that in looking back at your childhood, you wish you hadn't gotten. And everybody has some of those, you know, something that somebody said or done that stuck in your craw and caused you to, to apparently, uh, uh, as an adult, have some negative consequences, long-lasting perhaps, uh, effects of something that was done or said to you uh, in that first 18 years. And so you write those down for both your mother and your father. And uh, I mean, a, a perfect example of that one for me uh, was the one I think I shared uh, last month about my mother who constantly repeated this story about my birth and how uh, she when when she saw me for the first time, she says, "That's not my baby. He's ugly," and and that would have been fine if she told it to the people around her, the nurses and everything. But she repeated that story over and over and over every time somebody that she knew was pregnant, and and often with me standing right by her side, and that had a very negative effect on me. So that was on my list of of things that I wish I had not gotten. And would have made my life easier as an adult if I hadn't gotten that. So after clients do that list, and I, I urge members of the audience to, to fill out that list. And then here's what I do with the list. Okay, if there's anything on the list, on the first list, that you didn't get growing up that you wish you'd had that would have made your life better today, what's stopping you from getting it now? So... That's what I say. Okay, what can you do to fill in that gap right now? And, and so that becomes 
your task. Because I, I say to my clients, you have two choices. You can either blame your parents for not giving you that, or you can grow up. You know, and growing up means taking responsibility for whatever you didn't get and, and getting it. And, and and now you have many more resources to get it than you did when it originally happened. So there should be no reason why you can't get what you never got as a child right now. Now, there's some people hold out and say, oh, well, it didn't come from my parents, so it doesn't count. <laughs> uh -uh, uh -uh, it still counts. If you can make it happen and you can fill in that, that void, that gap of things that you didn't get growing up, that that makes a huge difference in your life. And it also says that uh, when, when people, when my clients start doing that, they realize how much they're in charge of all this. That's my goal when I work with clients is to get them to realize how much power they have to change the, their lives themselves. I'm just here as catalysts, but they're going to have to do the work. And, and so they, giving them that power and, and emphasizing that power that they have is, is, 99% of, the, of the, the work I do. Now, the second list, the list of things that you got that you wish you didn't get. That's a very interesting list. And I have uh, things, as I mentioned, on my list about that. Um, and so what I typically, again, say, okay, you're going to have to take charge of this. So when you have... Uh, a piece of furniture or a piece of clothing that no longer fits you or you no longer find it useful to have it, what do you do with it then? What do you do? Give it away, donate it. Give it away. away. Yeah. Get rid of it. Get it out of your life because you don't need it anymore. That's the same with things that you've got that, that now you find out you don't need. You've got to give it back. And And you know what? Uh, giving back means the word to give back means to forgive, to give back. So you have to forgive your parents or whoever gave this to you, meaning not in the kind of um, Christian or other kind of framework, but simply the fact that if you have something you got that you don't need, you got to give it back. And that, that if, uh, really uh, relates to the word forgive, to give back. And so, and I tell people, and there's lots of ways you could do that. I mean, you have to be creative sometimes to do that. I had this one couple recently who had a bunch of stuff they knew they wanted to give back. They actually, in this case, it was, they had uh, decided that their old relationship was dead. That it wasn't working. They wanted to get rid of it. They wanted to start a new relationship. So what I asked them to do is to give back everything that they no longer wanted in their new relationship in some creative way. So they took a, a bucket of rocks down to the lake. And for each thing they wanted to give back to the old relationship, they threw a rock in the lake. And, and, and they also had written them down too. So they had a written record of them. And so that was the basis for we don't want any of these things in our new relationship. Then we started to look at, okay, now what do you want in the new relationship? But we had to get rid of the old before we could look at the new. I mean, and I've had people who give back things to their parents uh, through uh, uh, writing them down on a piece of paper and burning them. Uh, or they uh, uh, use an empty chair, as I mentioned before, where they put the parent in the chair and they say, I'm giving back 
to you. Actually, I tell them, don't give them back to the parents because it didn't start with them. That probably just carried on an intergenerational pattern that when we went back as many as 14 generations. So you give it back to wherever it originated. You don't know where it was. But again, when you're giving back negative things, I don't like to give back negative things to dead people. So I say, okay, give it back, but turn it into light. Turn it into something that it's going to be transformed into light at some place, somewhere, sometime, uh, uh, and and is no longer yours anymore to, 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 to deal with. So that's another way I, I work with people to give it back. Or I had another couple who uh, uh, went out to a local park and I draped a piece of plastic over a, a boulder and they had three dozen eggs. And for everything they wanted to give back to their parents or to wherever, they threw an egg at that that plastic and smashed it. And they had a ball doing it. I mean, it was a great creative way to do it. So there's lots of ways to give things back to people. Uh, and some people can actually give it back directly. And uh, and so it, it isn't necessarily always a symbolic giving back, but uh, frequently either the parents are dead or they know that their parents would not be re re receptive to listening to them give back the things that they got from them that they found not useful. So uh, it's a, but you can still, even if you don't have parents who are receptive, you're not dead. You can still figure out ways uh, to uh, uh, give that back. And so uh, that's that's how I work with people on when I start with recovering the, the the authentic self. Is you have to first of all get rid of some of the stuff that no longer you have to fill in the things you didn't get and get rid of the stuff you no longer need. Those are two essential pieces. Of, of recovery of the of the the authentic or true self um, and it sounds like it sounds like uh marie kondo right the um the uh the organization um guru that swept the country at the beginning of the pandemic or right before the pandemic with the netflix special and a book about um you know uh decluttering your house right and and holding an item and and seeing if it sparks joy in you yeah. and if it doesn't give it away get yeah. rid of it you know yeah. we and do only... we do clutter up our lives uh, in, um, in many emotionally ways. yeah yeah emotionally and physically yeah, yeah. So, so yeah that's that's a, a good analogy i think uh for it and uh i had an opportunity to give back some things to my parents and uh uh, well, actually, it was more the other way. It was things I wished I had gotten from them and I didn't get. Uh, and uh, so uh, in a very risky, uh, uh, I felt I was feeling very, very, very risky at the time, apparently. So I made a list of all the things I wish they had said to me that they didn't. Like, you know, you're okay just the way you are. Like, <laughs> I didn't have to perform to their expectations to be okay. Uh, and things like that were on my list. Uh, uh, something about uh, money and how my relationship to money. And I, I had to, I've, I had a kind of a, some mixed messages about that from my parents. And so I had to clean all that up. So I wrote all the stuff down that I wished I had gotten from them, but never did. I wish they had said to me. So I went home, low my list, armed with my list, sat them down in the living room and uh, put a tape recorder in front of them in, on the coffee table. And I handed them a list and I said, I really would like you to say these things to me in the most sincere way in your own words 
that you can. And I'm putting a tape recorder here because I, I don't want to ever deceive myself into thinking I never got these things. So you have a chance now to give me the things that I wish I had gotten earlier, but now there's a chance for you to do it now. Are you willing to do that? And they both were delighted, delighted to do it. And it was so moving experience. I sat there and just felt every word that were they were saying to me as, as kind of the kind of affirmation about who I thought I was and never got really uh, affirmed about that as a child. And so, uh, I think that, that again, uh, may not be the thing that everyone would want to do, but it worked for me. And, and, and again, what many times my clients will say to me now, how do I know I'm done? You know, I'm finished with this stuff, these problems I have. And I say, well, you know, one of the markers is that when you can ask for what you want and need from other people in such a way that they're delighted to give it to you, then you know you're done. So in that case, I was done on that one, that issue. And because they were delighted to help me uh, uh, and give me that. Uh, but earlier on, I couldn't have done that because I wasn't finished. I still had unfinished business with them. And until I got that finished, I wasn't ready to ask them for that. And that's, and that's what it's all about, right? Getting, getting the unfinished business and then, and then being able to ask. And, and I think that the, um, I love all of the tools that you're giving in every episode for people to, to, you know, take and look at. And this self-awareness exercise of the two list is just that you can get that in the Google drive link, uh, in the show notes. And, um, and you can also find in that Google drive, all of the other self-assessment quizzes and charts and, and stuff that Dr. Weinhold has uh, made for us um as assets for the show uh is there anything else that you'd like to cover before we before we say goodbye today no i'm 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 out of words <laughs> i'm usually not out of words but uh, today i i think i've said all i want to say i love it and uh th these are you are a wealth of knowledge and information obviously i mean you're the author of over 75 books on psychology uh you can you can talk and teach for days and uh and we're really appreciative of that so thank you for joining us for another episode of Get Real, How to Live a More Authentic Life. Dr. Barry Weinhold, thank you, sir. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Ben. All right. We'll see you guys next time. See you. For more information, please visit the Colorado Institute for Conflict Resolution and Creative Leadership at CICRCL.org or click the link in the show notes.